And just that feeling that we have when we do the things we know we don't want to do, but inevitably once we get them off our plate, you just feel lighter and, you know, just more able to enjoy your downtime your brain knows that you still have all this other stuff that needs to get done and that sort of erodes the joy that you can take in those moments of rest. Mm-hmm. It's that heavy psychic load, right? And you need mm-hmm. to get it out of your brain and get her done. Welcome to the Improvement Project, a podcast about being a better human through good habits, challenging yourself, learning from a wide range of experts, and celebrating all of the little wins along the way. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, healthcare provider and human being, trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada. After 18 years of working with patients to help them take on better habits for health and wellness, as well as a year of personal monthly habit challenges, I've learned how our daily choices impact and ultimately create our lives. So I'm getting intentional about my habits and routines, and I'm hoping to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall, your own best self. Today's episode is episode 137 of the Improvement Project podcast, and today I'm welcoming back my friend and accountability buddy, Jamie Henderson, to the show. As you recall, Jamie is a registered massage therapist, yoga teacher, as well as the owner of two other businesses, Gutsy and Prudence and Pine. She joined me back near the beginning of November of 2020 in episode 125, when we talked about increasing our productivity with time blocking. She then joined me again fairly recently on episode 133, where we both shared our 21 for 2021 goal list. So it's been almost three months since the time blocking episode, so I thought it would be good for us to do a check-in to see if time blocking is something that has stuck around for each of us, and if so, if it has been helpful. Also, we'll see if being more or less productive has helped us each kick off the year right as we work our way toward our 2021 goals. Jamie, welcome back to the show. Uh, Thanks for having me. I'm grateful that I blocked the time in order to do this. Oh, so clever. So clever. All right. I want to start off today by giving our listeners a quick review of what we mean by time blocking in case they haven't heard episode 125. And I'll start off by asking the same question I did the last time you were on the show for time blocking. And that is, do any of the following sound familiar? You juggle many different projects and responsibilities. Check. Yes. Yes. You spend too much time in reactive mode, responding to email and messages and life. I call this putting out fires all the time. In that case, I should be considered a firefighter in my list of jobs that I currently hold. Same, same. Okay, firefighter is both. Uh, You find your day chopped up by meetings, or in our case, seeing patients or responding to patients. Yeah. Check. Uh, You battle constant interruptions throughout the day, notifications from email or social media. This can be especially hard if working from home, and then the interruptions might be your pets or your kids. Both of those things, yes. Check and check. You struggle to find the time and mental space for big picture thinking. Is that a thing? (laughs) think about things in a larger scale than moment by moment. So I'll take that as a yes. That's also a yes for me. You fool yourself into thinking that you can be a multitasker. As I mentioned on last week's episode, by doing more than one thing at a time, you might think that you are being more productive, but in reality, your productivity actually goes down by as much as 40%. I am totally guilty of this. Jamie? Uh, I consider myself a Swiss army person. So yeah, I have so many tools and gadgets going at any particular moment. You don't pull out all the things on your Swiss army knife. 
That's, That's a bad right. idea. Yeah, one at a yeah. time, Jamie. It's kind of like mm -hmm. the analogy, and you gave this to me, of a computer that has all the tabs open and none of them are getting the attention they deserve and the whole machine is like slowing down its processing speed and its ability to be functional. So I think that um, if all of this is sounding familiar to our listeners as it does to Jamie and I, then it's important for us to think about using the, the concept of or the method of time blocking. So basically what it is is, it's a time management method that asks you to divide your day into blocks of time. Each block is dedicated to accomplishing a specific task or a group of tasks, and only those specific tasks. Instead of keeping an open-ended to-do list of things you'll get to as you're able, you'll start each day with a concrete schedule that lays out what you'll work on and when. The key to this method is prioritizing your task list, task list in advance. A dedicated weekly review is a must. Take stock of what's coming up for the week ahead and make a rough sketch of your time blocks for each day. At the end of every workday, review any tasks you didn't finish, as well as any new tasks that have come in, and adjust your time blocks for the rest of the week accordingly. With days that are time blocked in advance, you won't have to constantly make choices about what to focus on. So this will help with decision fatigue, which is what I talked about last episode. All you need to do is follow your time block schedule. If you get off task or distracted, you simply look at your schedule and get back to whichever task you blocked off time for. So all of this in a perfect world sounds amazing. Would you agree? 100%. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to finish one more thought here and then we'll get into sort of how it's been going for us. Time blocking is said to be very effective because it promotes focused deep work. It helps you knock out shallow work more efficiently. It makes you aware of how you spend your time. It counteracts perfectionism. It helps you follow through on your goals. So as it seems, there is no downside to time blocking. So let's do a little check-in and see how Jamie and I have done over the last three months with this practice. Jamie, tell me everything. <laughs> this is gonna be a very long episode. <laughs> uh, so I really enjoyed our time blocking experiment and initially I was using uh, Google Calendar um, and putting in the things that were sort of non-negotiable like seeing patients or meetings that I knew had to be attended um, and then I would print it off and I like to write things down I'm a pen to paper kind of gal so I liked the weekly um, more recently I have shifted to a daily time blocking routine, which seems to be really working for me. I'm feeling a bit of overwhelm in the month of January. And so instead of trying to look at the entire week, every day I fill out um, my hourly schedule and sort of take stock of what I need to do, prioritize one thing out of my day that needs to get done. And it has been a really nice exercise in setting achievable goals for myself that then snowball into feeling more capable and more available to tackle some other things. So it's been, it's been going well for me. Good. That sounds great. I love it. So uh, I'm so glad it's been going well for you. I have been less than consistent with this. I have, I'm resisting it so hard. It's like so old school for me to make a to-do list, that sort of open-ended to-do list that I mentioned where I write down all the things that need to be done. And I have this tendency where I look at the list and I'm like, oh, like I don't wanna get into my deep work of having to do planning for social media or a podcast or whatever. But 
unload the dishwasher is on the list. I'm going to go do that. Or whatever else might need to be done that seems like it doesn't take a lot of brain power and it's just something that I can check off and get that dopamine hit of reward that I've done something and crossed it off the list. So based on what I just said in our review of what time blocking is, I know it's so good to get into that rhythm. So I'm not giving up. I'm going to go back to it. And maybe just how you've described it, maybe a way to kind of um, ease into it would be to do the daily first and then so see if I can graduate to that weekly time block schedule. I think that's a great idea. And we were talking the other day and I told you I was using Mel Robbins' five-second journal, which yeah. fits really nicely into my world because I, as a recovering perfectionist, when I see a blank page of a journal, really struggle to get the information out that I need to get out without worrying about what it looks like or what order should I put it in? Like there's all these sort of weird patterns that we have. And so Mel Robbins's five second journal very clearly lays it out quickly and concisely on one page, sort of, how are you feeling? Why are you feeling that way? Um, what is your like one goal that you're trying to achieve today? What's one small step you can take towards it? And then the next page is your sort of hour by hour breakdown. And that is just a really user-friendly way to start time blocking. The other thing I love about it, and maybe other recovering perfectionists will be on board with me on this one, is it's undated. And I love that because there is nothing for me in the world of journals or day timers. I love the idea of them. I've owned so many over the years. And it's when you've missed some days and then there's like this blank spot glaring at you in your day timer that just says, remember that time you tried to plan your day? That didn't go very well. Um, so this one doesn't have that um, void should you miss a day. You just write the next date in. It doesn't matter if it was you know, January 7th and then the next date is March 13th. It's fine because you're still filling out page by page. So that may resonate with some people. The undated planner is the way to go for me. This is awesome. So when Jamie was telling me about this Mel Robbins five second planner the other day, I immediately ordered it. And of course, because Amazon Prime is the way they are, it arrived the next day. So I have opened it. I haven't started using it yet, but I love the way you're describing it. And just for people who aren't aware, Mel Robbins, if you're not sure who she is, she's sort of a force in the personal development world. She's a, a, an author and a speaker, and she's a really neat lady, and she um, has put out a ton of great information. So if you don't already follow her on the socials, um, then go check her out, Mel Robbins. Um, all right, so moving forward, you're going to stick with the Mel Robbins five-second journal. I'm going to try it out, and I, I have the goal to kind of come back into that um, time blocking for the week. Uh, I think it's, I think it can be a very powerful tool if I can be consistent with it and get after it. Yeah. Yeah. I certainly want to revisit it when I'm in a headspace that uh, an entire week's worth of information will fit in my brain. <laughs> okay. That's a good way to put it. All right. And I'd also love to hear from our listeners. Do you use time blocking or did you start using it after listening to that episode 125 back in November? If so, how's it going? Has it increased your level of productivity? Send me a DM on Instagram and let me know. All right, now it's time for a segment which we call, What Are You Into Lately? 
In this segment, each of us will share something that we are loving, that we find useful or practical, or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. It could be a podcast we've been listening to or a book we've been reading or something totally random and hilarious that brings joy and we feel like you might find it fun too. So I'll go first and um, I wanna share something that I found uh, profound that came up through Instagram and actually it was you, Jamie, that shared it with me and it, uh, a throwback to our last segment, has to do with Mel Robbins. So you shared a post that she put up and uh, the post said this, wanting something is not the same as having the discipline to work for it. The next time you catch yourself saying, I want, try saying, I will. It's a simple prompt that reminds you to take action. So I love this. I couldn't stop thinking about it for the first 48 hours after I read it and I caught myself a couple of times saying, I want. For example, I was procrastinating, procrastinating on doing my workout and I said to John, I wanna do a workout before I go to work. And then I heard what I had just said and I changed it immediately to, I will do a workout before I go to work. And then I did. Yeah, so there really is something that's so powerful about the words that we tell ourselves or that how we talk to ourselves, what we say out loud or even what we think with words. And I think because it's so powerful, it's something that I wanted to share that I'm working on it and will continue to. And I hope that somebody else can take some inspiration from it as well. So, and I, also, as I said, if you're not already following Mel Robbins, go and check her out. So, and also Jamie, thank you for sending that because it was lovely. It was like exactly what I needed to hear at that moment. I use Mel Robbins uh, quotes and posts as my love language for oh, people in my life. Okay, good uh, to know. Yeah, it's interesting. So my what I'm into right now is 110% Mel Robbins. Uh, her post on Instagram, uh, her journal in particular. So that was what I was gonna mention today is the five second journal. I've also recently spoken to a patient about it and um, he texted me after our appointment. He's like, can you tell me the name of that journal again? Um, and I think the reason it's uh, so effective um, is that Mel Robbins just gets right to the heart of it. She just sort of blatantly says, we're not really intrinsically motivated. Basically, it takes action in order for you to achieve those things you want to achieve, whether it's working out or journaling or um, any number of things. She's like, yeah, intrinsic motivation is kind of nonsense. And we beat ourselves up about it because we should want to do these things that we know are good for us and we resist them. And so her whole five second rule is all about counting backwards from five and then whether it's physically getting up from the bed or physically getting up from your desk or like using movement, physical movement to get started on achieving whatever it is that your goal is. So you talked about shifting even language from a more passive I want to, to that more active I will do this thing, I think just triggers your brain to reprocess and go, oh, that's happening. Yeah. Not that's a possibility. And I still have to make another decision about it later. We, we talk about decision fatigue. You've already made the decision. You will do it. Mm -hmm. And then it just takes one more step away from, or barrier away from actually accomplishing it. She's, she often, um, with her five seconds, will, whatever it is, she'll do five, four, three, two, one, go. And then like when you're on the countdown, you're like prepping your body physically and sort of neurologically to be like, yeah, this is happening. It's getting into action. I love it. Yeah. It stops the overthinking process, right? When you count backwards, it, it actually, 
like on a physiological level, your brain can't be like, but it's cold outside, but the bed is comfy, but this, but that. It's just five, four, three, two. Oh, okay. Okay, I guess we're doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, she is, uh, and her brand is what I'm into currently. Oh my goodness. I love that um, the zeitgeist is real and both of us were picking from it at the same place this week without even telling each other. It's because we're the same person, Peggy. <laughs> we're sharing the same brain this week again. <laughs> love it. All right. Let's move on to a segment that we call You Win or You Learn. During the segment, you'll hear a win from one of us and a learn from the other to let you know where we did something right and there is cause to celebrate or where something perhaps went off the rails and allowed for a learning opportunity. These can be related to our ongoing journey to be better humans with better habits and routines, or they may just be celebrations and bumps in the road in our everyday lives. So Jamie, I have reserved the win for you. Do you have a win this week that you want to share? Do you know what I do? And it ties in nicely to our time blocking because for anyone else out there listening who has uh, teenagers currently doing online schooling, you're probably doing a lot of learning right now. Um, But I have a small win that happened the other day our youngest, Lex, is trying to finish this final project for English, and I love this kid. Sometimes my head wants to explode because <laughs> it's just trying to get things buttoned up. So we got talking about finishing this last project and how she was going to go about it and when was she going to start and this and that. And anyway, ultimately, it came down to I had to sort of put my foot down and say, this is happening no other gaming, no playing your guitar, like this is happening and here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna set the timer for 40 minutes. You're gonna work on this, focused for 40 minutes and then you have 20 minutes to do whatever you want. You wanna play the guitar, you wanna play Minecraft or whatever you're into, be my guest. But we need 40 minutes of focused effort. And she came up at the end of the day and said to me, I finished the thing. Oh my gosh, you finished the thing. And I said, how did you find the timer? The 40 minute, like the 40, 20. She's like, yeah, it's the timing. She needs the timing of her break. That's what she found is that limiting her break time to 20 minutes um, made her feel a lot more productive and less reluctant to return to work. So that's sort of what we've been struggling with is every time I go downstairs to check in, it's, oh, I'm on a break after lunch. Oh, I'm on a break after this. There's a lot of breaks, a lot of breaks. So she was really energized by that. And I think has maybe a tool in her pocket to be able to accomplish these things that we don't want to, she doesn't want to do an English project. I don't want to do my taxes. So that same day I was actually upstairs working on my 2020 tax prep and I had the same timer on (laughs) like, all right, amazing. Let's get after it. And then 20 minutes to go for a walk or whatever I was into. So that's my win. Sorry. That was a long win but for oh, that's so great Jamie what a gift that you gave her that she'll have for the rest of her life it took us it took the rest of us well I'll speak for myself until I was in my 30s and 40s to figure this stuff out so if she like catches on to this now amazing I know I just I was so excited to see her excitement about getting after it and just that feeling that we have when we do the things we know we don't want to do but inevitably once we get them off our plate you just Feels feel good. lighter and, you know, just more able to enjoy your downtime. And that's what I said to her. I'm like, I know that you've got these breaks, but your brain knows that you still have all this other stuff that needs to get done. And that sort of erodes the joy that you can take in those moments of rest. 
Mm -hmm. It's that heavy psychic load, right? And you need mm -hmm. to get it out of your brain and get her done. Yeah. Awesome. Great win. Love it. All right. And it's in some ways related on the flip side, my learn, which I don't think is a surprise or a coincidence. Uh, here's my learn. For 136 weeks in a row, I have been very aware that the podcast goes out on Thursday mornings at 6 a.m. Eastern. The last few weeks, I have procrastinated until Wednesday afternoon on getting all of my editing and show notes done, even though I could have done it sooner. It's a bummer because it usually means that John and I can't hang out on Wednesday evenings because I'm furiously doing all the things last minute to get the podcast ready to publish the next day. And it's not a good feeling, just like what you were describing, that feeling of ugh, like I can't take joy in the rest of the world until I have these tasks complete. So I've decided that I'm taking it as a learn. And in this segment, we say you win or you learn rather than you win or you lose or fail because there's always a learning to be had. And um, I have learned that I don't like the last minute pressure filled push to get something done, especially when I can build systems in to avoid that feeling. And moving forward, I will build in systems and do some batch recording so that each week isn't the chaos to meet the deadline. Which you actually are currently doing right now. For anyone that's listening to this, we are currently recording on a Saturday. Oh my goodness. So many days before Thursday. <laughs> so many days before Thursday. I'm going to get all of the editing and everything done on Monday and then I'll feel so much relief. And then when this episode drops on Thursday morning, I'll feel really great. Yeah. Uh, five, four, so thank you. So, yeah. Five, four, three, two, one. And thank you for helping me to build in this system by recording on a Saturday. This is perfect. Yeah. This, uh, I love recording these sessions with you. It's very insightful. I feel wow. like I'm improving, oh. like I'm some sort of project that's being <laughs> on. Love it, love it. All right, well, that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. Uh, thank you once again, Jamie, for being here. Always a year of joy. Um, and I want to know from our listeners, have you tried time blocking to get more productive? Let us know about that. Uh, for questions or comments, send an email to theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. You can come and say hi on the socials. Jamie is on Instagram at gutsygirlscanada, and I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag theimprovementproject. As usual, you'll find all of the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at theimprovementproject.com. If this episode was helpful at all for you, please be sure to tell a friend and share it with them. This is the number one way that new listeners find this podcast. So if you found it helpful or entertaining, pass it on. We also have a Facebook group. Search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next time, my friends, stay focused and get after it. Thank you for listening all the way to the end of this episode of The Improvement Project. Have you struggled with getting new habits to stick? You really want to follow through, but you just can't get started. Or if you get started, you can't get consistent. Or you're just not sure what to do. Do any of these sound familiar to you? You might be aware that humans have been supporting each other and working together since the beginning of humans. And that, my friends, is the power of accountability. If you can harness that power, maybe you'll find that you'll be one step closer tomorrow than you are today toward not only better habits and routines, but also your biggest goals and dreams. Are you with me? 
I got really interested in how different people respond differently to accountability. And I came up with a framework of four different types of habits, personalities, and how they respond to accountability. I then put it all together in a super fun quiz that will help you to understand how to best add accountability into your life so that you are way more likely to follow through on your habits and ultimately find the way to your big dreams and goals. If you'd like to see what your habits personality is and what may be your best strategy to incorporate the power of accountability to be a better human, head to drpeggymalone.com forward slash habits quiz and take the quiz for yourself. That's drpeggymalone.com forward slash habits quiz. You got this. Get after it.